<laughs> you want your five star matches? <laughs> you want your thirty minute classics? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> Good ladies and gentlemen, this is Randall Beatley, and I am the host of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast that you are currently listening to. This is our, you know, weekend episode. Um, it's going to be a shorter episode for for sure. Um, not a lot to talk about. Um, I got a cool announcement I'm about to talk about real quick that I that I want to bring up, and then. Um, We'll go over, I think I mentioned on the Wednesday episode, we're going to go over sort of how I became a wrestling fan. I don't know if I've told that story before, um, and so I'm going to spend this entire episode. I know I got some new listeners, so I'll go through and dedicate a whole episode that you can point to that's titled, Here's How He Became a Wrestling Fan, right? We're going to talk about AEW and the TNT Championship, and then we're going to end the show with another edition of one must go and uh, we got a good edition of that for you i'd love to hear your um you know ideas from um how how can you uh give me your um uh, your takeaways your comments your 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 thoughts on this episode well that's easy i'm in a wrestling community right now and 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 here's my favorite thing about this it, it is community oriented Right, I'm all about in this, you know, so many people in the wrestling space is, you know, they do everything they can to build their brand and not necessarily a community. Well, that's different with the casual wrestling community. Um, the casual wrestling community was started by Notorious Nerdy D. We have a Discord server. I would love for you guys to join in, but bef- but don't just join the, the Discord. Go like and subscribe to his Facebook, not Facebook. I'm I'm an idiot. I'm a little bit slow today. <laughs> Go and like and subscribe to his YouTube channel. I've mentioned this in other episodes. The Casual Community on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. Check out his videos. Join the Discord. The link is in his videos. And in there, you'll meet me. You'll meet a bunch of other cool people there that um, and we just get to talk wrestling, right? It's cool. Uh, so that's how you can give me your feedback. That's how you can even answer my one must go and we can have conversation about that. That's what I want to bring up. I love the community aspect of it. It's part is one. He's one of the only person notorious nerdy that, that I know that care about the community aspect of, of podcasting. Um, so often I feel podcasters podcast to build their brand to sell you merch, to get sponsorships, and to make money, right? I, th- right? It's a business to them. Um, myself, I don't necessarily care about the money. Um, it's This isn't a full-time job to me. 
I one day I would love for it to become a full time job, but I do I feel more connected to people when we can build a community. I want to get to know my listeners, right? So I'd rather have three thousand, you know, committed listeners who get to join the conversation um, that I can sort of talk to personally than have six million subscribers that listen but I don't know on a personal level, right? And the community uh, is a very important part, and I think Notorious Nerdy feels the same way. I don't want to speak for him, but I feel that's how he feels as well. Um, And so, yeah, go on over, casual wrestling, that's not even casual wrestling community. I make that mistake every time I do this. Casual community show podcast he does a wrestling show on wednesdays you can go check that out on the youtube page join the discord join the conversation let's start out with this announcement that i want to make though um in the same uh you know mindset of you know i want to build community um i am starting and like i said this isn't a full-time job there's no money being put behind this this is just me sort of getting ahead of the curve and of something that I want to do. Like I said, my goal eventually is to become a full-time podcaster. Now that's going to take money, time, and a whole bunch of other, you know, stuff to do that. I understand that. But I'm going to go ahead and, and, and do what I can do, and that is starting the We Too Deep Podcasting Network. Now, this isn't going to have an app. This isn't going to be an app. This isn't going to be a um, like a website or anything. I don't have the time nor money to manage any of that, right? Um, this is simply just going to be me reaching out. If you have a podcast, right, you guys can contact me, and I would love to, you know, create a community where we can collaborate on things, right? And, and, and it's, it's, it's partnership. It isn't, understand that you, you're not going to work for me, right? There is no money involved. This is just forming a sort of collaboratory group that, you know, maybe collaborate on some shows um, and, um, you know, get together to, put content together so if you have a podcast if you want to create a show right I want to create a a a community like mindset uh, that where we can get together and talk about whatever you want and, and that we can have different people and so I'm going eventually to create a we too deep podcast network YouTube channel eventually and um, we will, this show, the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast, will be a part of it. And then I'm going to work together to maybe collaborate with some other people um, who want to post content that will get posted to that YouTube page um, and build that community, right? Um so again, that's going to be the We Too Deep Podcasting Network. Along with that, not only am I going to do this show, I'm going to start the We Too Deep Podcast, which is every other topic but wrestling. I think wrestling, 
I've dedicated so much time already to the wrestling podcast. I'm not destroying this brand, but I'm going to dedicate another day of the week, maybe two days a week, to the We Too Deep podcast, which will be me talking, you know, politics, regular sports. I already do a sports podcast, um, the Calling Audibles podcast, with a bunch of friends that um, that is on the Junkyard Media Group YouTube page. I'm not going to transition that over, um, but what uh, what this is essentially going to be is just me collaborating, and we can post different content on like I'm tr- I want to get like if you're in the Discord and you want to create a wrestling show and voice your opinion, it, it I'll be honest with you like get in touch with me I can we I can right again you won't get paid for it, it's not you're not going to be like an employee. Um, but it can be a way for it, for me to put, you know, a collaboration of, of podcasters together to create this network where, you know, you create on your own schedule and, and we'll talk out the details that way. Um, again, if you don't have a podcast and you have, you, and you've always wanted to do a podcast, buy you a microphone, you can literally buy, uh, uh, a microphone on Amazon that you plug into your phone, download. It's now podcasting f- for Spotify. It used to be known as Anchor. Um, but you can literally record that from your phone. You don't have to do much editing to it, right? And you can just talk into your phone. You don't even need a microphone. You literally can just use the mic already installed in your phone and you could just voice your opinion, right? Podcasting is so accessible. These days, anyone can do it, which is dangerous because anyone can do it. And so there's a lot of competition, right? And so I just want to put together like-minded individuals or people who just differ. And it's any any uh, any topic, right? If you have a political show and you just want to have a place that isn't going to, you know, tell you what you can and cannot say, come to me, um, it, right? As If you have a... Uh, if you have a wrestling show or a sports show or a, um, you know, you, you want to do food reviews, you want to talk about music, you want to talk about, you know, anime or whatever it is you want to talk about. You have a marketing show. You want to talk about, about how to market sh- stuff or accounting or whatever it is you want to talk about. Message me. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on TikTok at both of those are at we too deep 413 you can find me in the discord that I've already mentioned and you can private message me there I want to put together a bunch of people together and you know if you know if we have a wrestling podcasting group maybe one episode a month of all of us getting together and talking wrestling as sort of like a round table thing right um, depending on scheduling or if you have you know, if, if you do a sports show and, and we have a couple sports shows, y'all getting together and doing a big episode, right? That's the type of thing, building that type of community, right? And, and I want to build it with the members of this community that I'm already in and who listen to this show before I go go out and start asking people who may not agree with me, right? I don't care what your belief systems are. If you want to talk about whatever it is, let me know. I want to get people you know, podcast out there podcasting, voicing their opinion. I think it's a, a wonderful thing to do. 
So again, that is the We Too Deep Podcast Network. Um, I'm in the works of getting that started. So it's not a immediate thing, but it is something that will happen, you know, as we get more people involved in it. Let's talk about some wrestling, though. So we'll start with the TNT champion story. And it's not a big story. I, I don't really care. I just think it's crazy, though. So many years ago, WWE's women's division was critiqued for playing patty cake, basically, or, or hot potato with the championship uh, between Sasha and Charlotte and Becky. And everyone critiqued it. But I've never seen an AEW fan once critique the booking for the TNT. Well, I'll take that back. I've seen a few people post things about the TNT championship. But it isn't a large, or at least I haven't seen like a majority of the IWC talking about it. And, and the problem that I have with it is and over the last five months, and over the last five months, that's 150 days, we have had six new champions. Right, and that's a problem. I'm sorry, that's a problem. I understand it's a workhorse championship. I do believe your secondary championship or your TV champion should defend every week. I do not agree that it has to change hands so often. Right, Powerhouse Hobbs wins the championship, and nothing gets done with his title run. He loses it right back to Wardlow. And, and, and it, it does absolutely nothing to Powerhouse Hobbs' character, right? The longest run was Darby Allen, which gives zero prestige to the belt. Let's just be completely honest, um, right? You had Miro who held the belt, and nothing came out of his run, you know, long-term for his character. I think the best champion is Brody Lee, and that got cut short because he tragically passed away. Cody's held it a couple times. Sammy's held it like three times, which is insane that a company that's only been around for four years in a title that's, what, been around for like two and a half years? Sammy Guevara already has three or four championship reigns with it? That's insane to me. Right? In the, right, I, you need... I would be fine with title changes, hot potato being played if storyline was being pushed through it. But no storyline is being pushed, right? You look at Gunther right now, right? Um, this That is how a workhorse championship should be done, right? It should benefit someone in the end. This is benefiting Gunther, your secondary champion. So I don't believe in the term mid-card champion. Like This isn't a mid-card championship. You have your primary world champion, then you have your secondary championship. right? I don't believe in the philosophy of we have upper card, mid-card, low card. This isn't UFC. Right, so it's a secondary championship, which which should mean that you should have people who are, you know, almost at main event level, or, or or you know the guys who aren't quite there at the world title picture, and you're you're using the secondary title to build them into and push them into the main event scene, right? So Gunther's being IC champion. What this does is it makes him dominant. And it pushes him and elevates him into the main picture, right? People like his title reign. When he loses the belt, it's not going to hurt his character. It benefits the person who who beats him. And and it pushes and elevates Gunther into the the primary championship uh, picture, right? That's how a, a secondary championship should be operated. 
But the TNT Championship doesn't do that. So my question is, what do y'all think of the, the TNT Championship? If you watch AEW, are you frustrated with how the booking is with it? If you don't watch AEW and you hear the, a statistic of five champions, excuse me, six champions in the last five months, what do you think about that? Right? Um, and so that's the first thing I want to talk about. You know, again, I would love to hear your guys' feedback on that. So let's get into the big topic. Like I said, there's going to be a, some, a short episode this week. I don't want these Saturday episodes to go very long. Um, so I mentioned on Wednesday I was going to tell the story of how I became a wrestling fan. So let's dig into it. And and there's not really a lot to tell. So, you know, I was born the late 90s. I'm only like, I'll be 26 this year. So I was born in 97, about two or three months before the Montreal screw job. So when I was born, technically Bret Hart was champion, right? But that, that changed pretty quickly, right? Um, and so I was sort of, I sort of was too young to even remember the, the attitude era. I think my dad watched a little bit at the time. But I don't remember anything uh, about watching wrestling very early in life. I know I watched it. I, I liked the video games. I had literally about a thousand wrestling figures, right? That I would just I, that I would I would play around with. I had the rings. I had the the little toy microphones and the the small belts you put around the figures. Like I had my own little wrestling thing going on there, right? Just like any kid that grew up, you know, in the the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, you, you watch wrestling and then you were mimicking it, what you saw in your brothers. I would wrestle my, my two, I have a twin brother. I would wrestle him all the time. I have a younger brother, right? And we would wrestle him all the time, right? And, and, and right, so I, wrestling was a part of my childhood. I just don't remember it growing up. We never watched any pay-per-views. We grew up, you know, that was out of the budget. That was out of the picture, right? Um, and then there came a point in, you know, when I was growing up where I don't remember being all that involved in watching the product. Um, and so I bought the video games. I had the figures, and that was all I knew about wrestling, right? I don't, like... If you were to ask me about like CM Punk coming to WWE or ROH, early ROH, or like when Jeff Hardy was champion, or like even when Rey Mysterio won the championship, what was it, 06? I wasn't like watching the product at that time, right? And so everyone has these sort of nostalgia moments of the, of those things, and and I honestly, I, I don't have that nostalgia. I didn't truly become a fan of the industry until Royal Rumble of 2014 that was when I began to be a fan Royal Rumble 2014 I had a friend in high school who watched wrestling all the time and wore his CM Punk stuff to school all the time and and we would talk about wrestling right because I saw the WWE logo on his shirt and I was right who is that because again I didn't know who CM Punk was right and so he, you know, he would explain it to me and, and we would watch it. Um, I had a sports marketing class where the teacher was literally there just to coach baseball 
and gave everyone a hundred. As long as you did your work and if the principal came in, you act like you were doing something, do whatever the hell you want, right? I remember in that class specifically, we were taking a test. It was the end of the year and we had to take like a, a final test, right, that he could grade. And it was like a 10-question thing. And once you finished, you got to go play on the computer. And I always had these headphones in that I would bring in, I would plug in, I would listen to music on. And so I was the first one done with my test. He said, okay, go do this assignment or whatever. And so I plugged in, or so I thought I did. I thought I plugged in the the, the headset. And they, they were noise canceling, right? So you would put them over your ear. They were over the ears noise canceling, right? So I assumed that the music that I was hearing was coming from the headphones. Come to be the person sitting behind me at one of the desks taking his test, tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, bro, your, uh, your, your headphones aren't in. Everyone can hear what you're listening to. <laughs> and so I remember that's the only thing I remember about that teacher's class, because literally I don't remember a thing I learned in that class. Right. But I do remember that moment and watching wrestling with my friend. You know, he would be like, oh, you got to watch this match. And I remember one time the teacher came up to me. I was watching. This was when uh, WWE Network had just come out, and they had all the old pay-per-views on there. And I remember I was watching, I think it was Great American Bash. I want to say 05. It was the one that had, I want to say it was Tori Wilson on the cover like of the poster. Um, and they were doing, I want to say, like a bra and panties match that night. And... That match came on, and I was watching, and the teacher came up to me. He was like, bro, what are you doing? You can't be watching that here. That's That may not be appropriate. <laughs> um, so I had to skip past that match. And and, and so that, that that's sort of how I came into the business. It was through this friend, right? And I don't remember how this went. Either he came to my house for Royal Rumble, and I went to his house for Mania that year, or the I think it was the opposite way around. Um, I think he I went to his house for Royal Rumble of 2014, which happened to be CM Punk's final event. That was the night he sort of walked out. Batista won the Royal Rumble, um, and then he came to my house for Mania of of 2014, which was WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan wins the streak ends right. So I got into it at sort of like a very historic time. Like for WrestleMania, right? Two big events happened there, right? The streak ended and Daniel Bryan won the championship. Um, and and that's when I got into the business, right? And and I became super hardcore in my fandom, right? I was going to indie shows, I was watching TNA, I was watching WWE, um, you know, I was watching all the documentaries, I bought all the, the, the I bought shirts and merchandise and titles. And I became super hardcore in the in the fan base. And what I recognized was was this is just a story, right? My philosophy now on wrestling is you're literally watching a story. There's no reason to take everything so personally, right? I have favorites, but if they lose, it's just a story. There's no reason to get upset. That's my mindset in in the business now, right? So so I, when I talk of the hardcore fans, I talk from experience. Because I used to be one. Uh, read all the dirt sheets, listened to all the podcasts, listened to the insiders. Right? I used to be one. I understand that that mindset, right? But 
I'm I'm no longer that type of person. That's a lot of energy given to to watch wrestling, right? And and so that's sort of I mean, like I said, that, that was a short story. There wasn't a lot into it. Um and so I mean, if you have any other questions about like me as a wrestling fan, I'm down to answer them. Go and ask them in the Discord, I'll answer them. That's fine. Um but I mean, that's that's like I said, I don't have this long backstory. A lot of people have sad reasons as to why they continue to be a fan. Like, why do I continue to be a fan today? I just like watching good storytelling. And it's not really good right now at, in any company, but I enjoy the, the the drama and the action and the spectacle more than, you know, the matches themselves. But, like, WrestleMania is a a spectacle, Right, it's like you go to WrestleMania. Not like when I went to WrestleMania when I, I was eighteen. It was WrestleMania thirty-three in Orlando, and I was at WrestleMania, and I was sort of in my hardcore phase at that time, and it it, it was it was a spectacle. Like I look back at it and I look at it. It's like I don't even care. Like I don't remember any of the matches. I'd have to rewatch the card to even remember the matches. The only thing I remember is the Hardys came out, John Cena proposed, and something that didn't, that I knew was completely fake, right? That was the fakest moment of the night was John Cena proposing to Nikki Bella. Um, you got right, and and the only other thing I remember is Undertaker lost to Roman Reigns, and that was like the most quietest I've ever exited. I've ever heard eighty thousand people be as we were leaving the arena, thinking the Undertaker had just retired, right? Um, and, and for a moment I was like, man, I just watched the undertaker retire and I could, and I could, and then he goes on and wrestles again. So <laughs> he stole the moment from us there, WWE. Thank you. But, um, but yeah, so like, I remember not, like very little of that show. And I look back at it like, I went to WrestleMania. I went to the greatest spectacle in, in sports entertainment. I don't even care that I don't remember any of the matches. Because I was there live. I can tell people I saw Roman Reigns beat The Undertaker. Right? I could tell people I was there the next night when we booed Roman Reigns for 20 minutes straight. Would not let him talk. Right? So, that, I mean, it's all about the spectacle. And, and that's why I continue to watch. But some people have really sad stories. Like, you know, I used to watch with my dad, so I, I keep watching because it reminds me of my dad. But Like, some sad stories. And, and all of those are legitimate reasons to keep watching the product. That's the beauty of wrestling is you have your reason for watching and your reason why you like people. And I have my reason for who I like and who I dislike and, and why I watch. And we can come together and form a community where your opinion is valid and my opinion is valid. And we can discuss it. But they're both valid. That's the beauty of wrestling, right? If you really, you know, right? But the community is toxic. Like, the wrestling community, that's the one thing I've learned from the IWC is it's toxic as hell, right? The IWC is toxic because if you disagree from the majority, then you're sort of, you know, you're looked down upon as your opinion doesn't matter. And it's wrong because it doesn't match the majority. And then they sit here and talk about how we have to accept everyone but they're the least accepting people in the world. And, and I'm, I'm going to end that before I go on around on the IWC because that's not what I want to do here. But that's my story. That's how I became a fan, right? So the last thing we're going to do 
is one must go. This is how we'll end it. And today we're going to do gimmick pay-per-views. So which one of these gimmick pay-per-views must go? Again, the rules are I give three uh, three choices. You have to choose one to be completely erased from history, including all of its history, right? So today's gimmick pay-per-views we're going to battle over and discuss are Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber, and Money in the Bank. Now, I'm sure I've seen this somewhere else. Uh, I'm sure this isn't an original idea, but I have an opinion on it. And so my answer, this is actually pretty easy for me. And it's, it's my answer is Money in the Bank. Um, I like the idea, but at some point the idea just became stupid and it doesn't have much value now right so you erase money in the bank what do you erase the only memorable moment for me is seth rollins cash in at wrestlemania 31 and ziggler cashing in um i think that was one of the biggest pops ever that that i can remember i don't remember watching it live i, I think it was right before i became a fan um, but I remember going back and watching it and like, that's one of the loudest pops I can remember ever hearing. And Ziggler's an all time favorite of mine. If you were to ask me to like name my top five wrestlers, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I know y'all didn't ask, but it would be triple H at one, Randy Orton at two, um, Dolph Ziggler at three, Roman Reigns at four and I'm going off of wrestlers I personally have seen, right? So Triple H at one, Randy Orton at two, Ziggler at three, Reigns at four, and my my fifth favorite of all time. Um, I don't know. That's that's complicated because I like those four. I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and say Seth Rollins because in in my sort of time span of wrestlers that I've seen, I don't like Seth Rollins is one of those guys to me that I just I enjoy his character work. He does really good. So my top five favorite wrestlers that I've seen since I've been a fan: Triple H, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. I think that's pretty fair, right? Um, right. And so Money in the Bank to me it doesn't have that much storied history in my opinion. Um, that. That really matters, right? Maybe Ziggler's title run, you strip that. But I'm okay sacrificing that because I've always thought Ziggler... You know, all these Ziggler fans sit here and be are like, he deserves another title. He's a mid-card guy. But that's not a bad thing. People assume that being an IC or US title guy and for your whole career is a bad thing. It, right? I've always said that the mid-card, if you believe in the mid-card, I'd... Right? But the, you have your six guys that are in the main event scene, and then you have everyone else, right? But that everyone else has to be the strongest part of the roster because you can't carry three hours on Monday and five and two hours on Friday with just the six guys in the main title picture. You need the 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 guys in the middle to do the brunt work and to and to be the workhorseman. And Ziggler fits that so much more than he has ever been a main event guy. And so I don't think it's bad to say Ziggler's IC runs were better than his world championship run, and I'd be okay sacrificing his world championship run. I'd be okay sacrificing, you know, the Miz's first championship run. 
Um, I'd be okay sacrificing. I don't even know everyone who's won. I know Ed's won the first one. I've always. I also feel like Money in the Bank should be a a heel gimmick, right? Because a, a a real babyface would never try to steal a championship. Right? It should all. It should only be a heel gimmick. And so once babyfaces started winning. Like, I'd be okay sacrificing Braun Strowman winning Money in the Bank or Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank or Otis winning Money in the Bank or, you know, guys like that. I'd be I'd be completely okay sacrificing the history of Money in the Bank. Whereas for Elimination Chamber, you've had some really good Elimination Chamber matches. If you go back to the first couple in, in, in like, oh, the early 2000s, and I've gone back and watched some of those, like, you've had some very important Elimination Chamber matches. I can't name off the top of my head right now. It's late when I'm recording this. Um, and I, I just, honestly, I don't think it matters. You guys can go look up Elimination Chamber. And, and when you discuss this, I just feel that Elimination Chamber has a lot more valuable history than Money in the Bank. And you can't get rid of Hell in a Cell um, because one of the most memorable moments of the Attitude Era was a Hell in a Cell match between Undertaker and Mankind. And it, I think it what, it's sort of what made Mankind super over was that he survived not only being tossed off of the damn thing, but being sent through the damn thing. <laughs> um, and so you can't... Just that match alone is more important history than anything Money in the Bank has ever accomplished. Um, and so I'd be completely fine getting rid of Money in the Bank um, because the other two have more important history and I think more have come, has come out of it. I really, just like last, the on Wednesday when we did Female Wrestlers, I believe this one's easy. I think it has to be Money in the Bank, right? Uh, now, I, I want to hear you guys' opinions. So again, go to the Casual Wrestling Community YouTube page, subscribe first. Then find a video, one of the newer videos. Find the Discord link in it. Click it. Join it. And um, when this, by the time you guys have heard this podcast, I would have post. I would have post in the in the Discord my post of you know choose one Hell in a Cell Elimination Chamber, Money in the Bank one must go. Choose which one you want to get rid of. Let's have this conversation. I'm down for it. It's what I'm here for. Um, so yeah, that's this episode of the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. Again, let me guys know what you think. I'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, thank you all for listening. Again, you can find me on Twitter and on TikTok at We2Deep413. I'll see you next Wednesday on the next episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>